Hello and welcome to the Presenter Mastery Podcast. I'm Lucas, the amateur. And I'm David, the pro. And together, we're your weekly guides to mastering powerful presentations. And today, we are talking about a topic that irritated the living life out of me for quite a while. During the pandemic, we started with social media very sharply and grew different channels immensely. But there was a thing that was, for me personally, really hard to understand because everyone was talking about it, but no one was really clear on the topic of what it really was. And the topic was value. You need to have value in your posts. You need to have value in your videos, in everything that you say, write, comment, everything you spill out needs to be value. But there was not clear distinctions on what it was. And today I've accepted value in a way. <laughs> you need to always have value, obviously, but I'm interested in hearing value from the presenter perspective and especially from you, David, if you would like to share. Mm, wow. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is big. This is the uh, this is the on and off switch in any presentation. If it hasn't got value, it's off. Mm. The audience is off. If it has value, the audience is on. It's an on and off. It's black and white. It is such a distinction. And let's go. Um, let's go evolutionary psychology to begin with. We're moving back sixty thousand years, right? We're living in this mammoth bone hut. Right? There's a, there's a man in there. His name is Duncan. And uh, he's sleeping, right? But sun rises and he wakes up and his tummy is rumbling because he's hungry. He lies in his whatever bed you had at the time and he looks around and he sees that there's no food in his hut. There's nothing around him. Now, what the rumbling is doing is, uh, the purpose of the rumbling is pain. Pain to get him moving. Pain to get him moving to get more food. And the more he waits, the more pain he will incur. Because the purpose of the pain is to get him moving. Right? So that's a biological reaction of organisms on this earth. If we incur pain, we start moving. Okay? This is also why when we become nervous, we start running around on stage because nervousness is a pain, so the body wants us to move. And the more nervous we are, the more we tend to move to the extent that we become scared and afraid and we just freeze because we'll, we think we're going to die. All right, so Duncan gets up. He's got this rumbling in his tummy. He feels, I have to go out, but it's dangerous. You know, you've got these wild animals and I could hurt myself and he's being having second thoughts, but the rumbling comes back, the pain is there, it tries to push him to do it. And it will, it will, at the end of the day, even if he waits like another day or another day, that pain will, at the end of the day, push him to go out to look for food. But then it happens. Suddenly, Duncan remembers what part of year it is, and it's the fall he realizes that the wild apples are probably ripe now. And it was an entire year since he had a wild apple. And his mouth starts salivating by the idea of chewing in to an apple. 
And suddenly dopamine is starting to flow because his brain sees the value of getting the apple. So now he has two forces pushing him. The pain of being hungry and the, um, and the joy and the pleasure, the potential pleasure of eating the apple. So he starts walking. And uh, yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very dangerous path to take. He almost loses a limb and a leg, but he gets there. And he gets to the tree where he knows the wild apples grow. His tummy's rumbling, he sees the apple, and nothing is going to stop him, man. Because he has two driving forces getting him to climb that tree, grab that apple, climb down, sit down on a log, and just take that first bite out of that soft, sweet apple. And suddenly his dopamine levels go down, his cortisol levels go down, his rumblings stop. And as a biological creature, he's just done what all biological creatures do. We move away from pain towards pleasure. Now, if none of these were to exist, he would not get out of bed. He would not move towards that apple. This is the same thing in a presentation. Every slide is a potential apple. Every bullet point is a potential apple. Every opening and ending in every presentation that you do is a potential apple. So what I'm saying here is that if your presentation is 20 minutes long, you either have to give them a sensation of possible pain. If we don't do this, if we don't do this, if we don't do this, if we don't listen to this, if we don't take action on this, this will happen. You make, maybe you, you, uh, you visualize a scenario, maybe you tell a story, maybe you go back to an example that happened a couple of years ago that they can recognize. But making them feel pain will make them value what you are saying. Optionally, make it the apple in regards to pleasure. Which means that keep that dopamine flowing by keeping it interesting, keeping it relevant, keeping it juicy, keeping it fun, keeping it keeping it just of a high value. So that's that's from evolutionary psychology. Mm. That that's the two driving forces we have. That is value, and that is what they're talking about on social media. Mm. I like that definition. It's like pain is needed to get up out of bed, mm. but to really open the door and get moving, you need to you need the apple, the desire, the pleasure, the thought of actually arriving mm. at the scene. Yeah, both will get you there independently, but mm. together they're the strongest. Mm. Yeah, I think a person who has been poor and suddenly gets some kind of opportunity of becoming rich will more likely become rich than a person who's had an okay life, not been poor. And it's, it's, it's a bigger chance that you are poor given the opportunity to become rich, you become rich because you have the pain to think about how it was when you grew up, when you, when you were a child and what you don't want to put your children through. And that driving force is just immense. Mm. 
But then you can also picture the pleasure of it. So both these are powerful. So in in your presentations, you talk about every slide can be an apple, every bullet can be an apple, every story can be an apple. How do you know that this is the apple that the audience wants? How do you think about when you're creating something? If you're if you're thinking of the the, the pain, if mm-hmm. we don't do this, this will happen. Yeah. Right? And then you you bring out your apple. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a, a an example from from one of your presentations where you do this? Yeah, it's. Um... Well, the answer is to understand your audience. The better you understand your audience, the better you can tailor your content and the more apples you'll be providing. Okay, the uh, Where you will fail at the end of the day is where you have a 20-minute script and you keep doing the 20 minutes over and over and over and over again. It may bring, bring entertainment as a value, but it usually doesn't bring value uh, in regards to growth and movement. So learning about them is a great thing. So I, I try to do that as much as possible. So I, I was going to do a keynote for Volvo. So I actually dr- chose to go out and test drive one of their cars before I did the keynote so that I could relate to their situation and relate to their product. In another example, I was doing a, a keynote, big presentation for a hotel chain. And then I, I, I stayed at their hotel chain several times before doing the keynote and the presentation. And that just allowed me to immerse into their situation and be relevant in my examples. So the, again, the more relevant you are, the, uh, the more you will bring value and the more they will listen and the more they will remember and the more they will use and the bigger the chances that they will get back to you and want another apple from you. Mm. Mm. So what are the different ways that you, we talked about slides, stories, videos, I guess, like what are the different value types, apples that you can bring in? I'd say that, you know, it's scary, but every single word you use it could be value. Mm. So if they, uh, if they call their customer service, customer relations, and you say customer relations, but you usually do say customer service, mm. it has a higher value for them because they can relate to it immediately. Mm. So it's it's down to, we're not just looking at big spices like story and video and, vid and, and bullets and so on. We're talking about the actual words that you use when you speak will increase their perceived value, what you're mm. saying. Mm. They will find it more interesting. And if, you, if, you, if you're talking to kids, you're eight years old and you use the same language as you're using when you're speaking to lawyers the value will be mm. the opposite for them because the, the lawyers won't enjoy the language you use for eight-year-olds and and the opposite mm. so. yeah <laughs> yeah my mind my mind directly went to having some sort of roblox <laughs> reference or something when you're talking yeah, yeah. about the, the yeah. topic and then you said lawyers yeah no, yeah that, no, that it wouldn't work. work it doesn't no. work so the way you see value is also the way that you use the words, how you make examples, how you connect the audience to the actual topic and make it relevant, Mm. basically. Yes. Yes. The more relevant it is, the more value Mm. you'll bring. Mm. And and the scary thing is, Lucas, is this, and this is very sounding very cynical, but the people, I'm not saying this happens to you because that's obviously rude, but generally speaking, the people you spend time with is the people that give you uh, either that you're forced to spend time with or that brings you brings you the greatest value it's cynical but the people 
the friends that you choose to spend time with is the ones that bring you greatest value in life. Mm. It's the one that makes you laugh most. It is the ones that see you. It's the ones that listen. It's the ones that care. And the friends that don't bring you value, Lucas, is the ones that you will stop uh, hanging out with. It could be even old friends because it's nostalgic. But the friends that are no longer giving you value because you've grown away from them or whatever, you'll stop seeing them. Human Humans are as rational as that. If it doesn't bring you value, you won't hang out with them. And the same thing comes to suppliers. If you're a supplier to a company of keynotes, of presentation, of products, of services, and you are not bringing value, they will look for it somewhere else because they're human. Mm. Yeah, 100%. And I, I, I know I've had friends in the past where it's this, this route is not what I want to take. Yeah. And I decided to opt out of it. Mm. And I'm grateful to myself for doing that. And I think that if one really wants to make a big change in life, in business, what they're doing, they need to reevaluate <laughs> where their own value is coming from and is... Are these conversations that I have on a daily basis really leading me towards my goal? Mm -hmm. If they're not, can I change the type of conversations that I have with these people? Yeah. If you can't, then mm. you might possibly have to look for other people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we have all experienced that suddenly we've met a person who's brought us a lot of value mm. and we've instantly grown from that. Mm. And we're talking on individual to individual basis mm. now, but mm. the same thing comes from a company perspective. Mm. If you know that you're bringing value, mm. they won't go anywhere else. Mm. Uh, and again, pay no pleasure. Yeah. <sighs> and it is understanding the recipient of your message, the ones that you're talking to, your audience. How will this affect their life, their work situations, whatever mm. it is, yeah. how does that fit into you, the message mm. so that they actually can see and perceive the value of what you're saying and teaching? Mm. And I guess I'm, I'm not sure if it's easier. I, I guess it should be easier if you're doing the same type of keynote presentation to the same type of audience over and over and over. Yeah. Then you'll have an iteration. You'll know what works, what kind of jokes work mm -hmm. how do i fit this into their exact team i know everything about them the more yeah. you know the easier it becomes mm. and I, I guess for you you're doing the same kind of keynotes mm. but it's different industries oh yeah constantly so it, it must be tough sometimes to how do, should i fit this in Mm. Or is that like a flowing natural language to you now? No, you have to. As I said, you know, I, I went to drive the Volvo. Mm. I went to stay mm. at the at the hotel. I was at a uh, doing a big keynote for a gym club, which I wasn't a member of normally, but I went there just to try out their gym. So I think taking that, making that extra effort of indulging in their products or services. Mm just makes a, a big difference to your mental state on how you how you uh, deliver that. Like the, the, the worst ones I've done is where I don't know what the company's doing. Yeah, because mm. for some unknown reason, I didn't have time to prepare or whatever. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the human brain is very simple. If we see that it can benefit us now or in the future, then we listen. But otherwise, we won't. Mm. Then we'll be stuck somewhere else. And this actually goes down to the neurochemicals that we covered in a couple of episodes earlier. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, testosterone, and cortisol. 
So if you as a listener haven't listened to that, go back to that. Because what value is at the end of the day is that value is emotion. And emotion are these chemicals. So I'll give you an example of serotonin. And serotonin is social status. So I am... Same same gym membership thing that I did, or gym. I know what you call them. It's it's a it's a gym. There's two thousand people there. I started off by saying this: "Hello, I was in LA last week. I had a tech conference for a thousand people. I can just say this: you are a different species. The way you jump around, the way you walk, your your posture, your glowing, your faces." It's like two different natures of human mankind and you uh, applause. Whatever you're doing in your life, the way you're training, it is showing off and it is incredibly, incredibly cool and awesome and great. And they just launched into this massive applaud. Serotonin is social status. Mm. I gave them value of feeling... Mm that they uh, had social status, that they belonged. Mm. Same thing with your friends that make you feel uplifted. So value is emotion. Emotion are are these biochemicals, the chemistry. Because it's not just the apple. The apple is dopamine. It'll make you, it'll feed you. But at the other way, it could be that you don't have a partner and you're lying in bed and you're starting to ache because you don't have social presence with anybody else. And then you start dreaming about kissing someone and then you go, okay, I'm going to go out looking for that person out of my mammoth hut. Uh, but that's another reason that is oxytocin, which will mm. be what you're looking for, but dopamine will be the driving force. Mm. So yeah, it varies. So yeah, deep dive into that episode and combine that with this episode. Mm. And you'll uh, have something truly powerful from that. Mm. Right. Yeah. Good. I'm happy. Yeah. All right. Thank you, David. Uh, I love to talk about value. Interesting. Interesting to to think about it from the mammoth hut perspective. But it, it is when we when we talk about marketing. When we when we talk about the the things that we do, we focus on the pain mm. and we focus on the pleasure. Mm. Uh, and how to bridge that gap yeah. uh, together with our, our services. So mm. it's it's basically how everything works, and uh, and applying that into your keynotes and, and presentations is just that's just, just simply what you need to do. Yep, yep. Every word can be of value. Yes. All right. Thank you. Now. You as a listener to this podcast, if you're struggling with presentations and want to learn more about how we can help you, you can go to presentermastery.com slash apply, where you'll find information about our program, about what we do, and the way that we can assist you into becoming a presenter master. Also, for listening, we would love to get a five-star review from you on your podcast player. Just go in, press the stars, and let us know what you're thinking about. Uh, Also, if you're on the go, just take a screenshot of, of the podcast and post it on social media and tag us with Presenter Mastery or David J. Phillips. We would love to get it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.